Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, a Bible study here on our website that is designed to to bring to you the Word of God today from the Holy Scriptures and instruction from the Word of God. Actually, the Bible said all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for rebuke and for reproof and for in and for correction and for instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah. Listen, if you have a heart to be right with God, then we're going to find holy instructions from the Holy Scripture today. And I believe if you're truly born again, if you are a true Christian today, you do have a heart to be made right with God because He has, there's been a heavenly, holy, supernatural transaction when you get saved, when you get born from above, when you get born again. As it is written, saith the Lord, I will take out that heart of stone and I will replace it with a heart of flesh. Now, you may have problems with your weak flesh uh, in, 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 in obeying God in every area of your life. But if you have a heart to obey, God is going to help you with that today. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know what he told Peter when in his weak flesh, instead of praying with Christ, uh, he fell asleep when Jesus went into the garden and, and, uh, and, and committed himself to the Father's will to go to the cross in our behalf. He came back and found Peter sleeping after asking him directly, distinctly, you stay here and pray. I'm going a little further. And 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 then he looked at Peter and he saw the disappointment and the shame in Peter's face. And he said, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And friend of mine, the flesh will always be weak. And that's why we have to crucify the flesh with the lust thereof. But if the Spirit is willing, God is going to help you to conquer and overcome that weak flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't it good to know that God is going to work with us in these areas that we need correction in, and in in many cases, reproof and rebuke in. But it's all instruction in righteousness because if we truly hunger and thirst for righteousness you're going to get what you're hungry and thirsty for hallelujah and that is you're going to find that being right with god doesn't mean sinlessly perfect but it means perfectly committed to obey him which brings us to the name of our bible study today no compromise no compromise amen literally no no ground given up to the devil praise god amen listen if we get in the word of god get the word of god in us it's going to instruct us in righteousness and god is going to tell us how to overcome the world the flesh and the devil himself and to live in a victory that that is supplied by the grace of god and supplied by the power of God and supplied therefore by the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to some portions of Scripture. One is going to come from Exodus 4, 22 and 23, and the other is going to come from Exodus 5, 1 and 2. 
Listen to it carefully today on the subject, No Compromise. Exodus 4, 22-23 says, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn, and I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. In Exodus 5, 1 and 2, it says, And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go." I'm going to make a a comment here about this obstinance of Pharaoh. Uh, You know, the Lord gives people the opportunity to listen to him, to obey him, uh, to acquiesce unto him. But if this stubbornness prevails, you know what God is actually going to do here? This is the the exodus out of Egypt. Hallelujah. This is God's call unto Pharaoh to allow his people to leave and not hold them in slavery and bondage any further. Listen, compromise. This is what he'll end up doing because the pressure is going to be brought to bear upon him. I kind of put it this way. If you don't let my people go because I have spoken through my prophet unto you, through my leader unto you, if you don't let my people go, then I am going to harden your heart against letting them go. I'm going to take them from you. I want you to know I don't need need you to let them go to get them out of Egypt. I'm going to demonstrate my power over you and over your kingdom, and I'm going to take them from you. You know, when you get saved, in the New Testament, and really Egypt and Pharaoh is a type of the devil in his kingdom of darkness, uh, in foreshadow of that, that spiritual kingdom that holds people in bondage. You know, you know what the Bible said in the New Covenant is happens when you really come to Christ as your Savior? It said that we are translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, praise God. There is, there's a holy jailbreak that takes place. Hallelujah. Amen. We're busted out of Satan's kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. Because whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. Friend of mine, everyone that is outside the kingdom of God that doesn't know Jesus as their savior is a slave to self and a slave to sin. Jesus came to set the captive free. He came to set at liberty those that are bruised and bound by sin. Amen. Listen, everything about salvation involves liberation from Satan's bondage and from his deception and from his blinding power. You know, the Bible said of Satan, the God of this world has blinded the minds of men, lest they would see the glory of the gospel and get saved. Amen. Blinded, literally, to 
fluo is the Greek word, and and it does mean that that it's like a fog. We're living in a fog, and we cannot see what we need to see about our lost condition and God's offer through Christ of our salvation. But it also means to puff up with pride, to push back against the convicting power and person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because we are too proud to bear, to bow. Listen, Pharaoh, it was too proud to acquiesce and let God's people go. And God, therefore, is going to take his people from him. And he's going to bring things to bear on him. Amen. Uh, And on the whole land of Egypt. And, of course, in order to try to hold on to them, Pharaoh begins to make compromises. The word compromise is a noun is an agreement or a settlement of a dispute by each side making concessions. You know, in the New Testament, it says, give no place to the devil. That word place is terra firma. It's actually ground. It's, it's soil. It's, it's buying a piece of property and owning it. You don't give any of that that you own to the, the enemy. Uh, amen. You hold your ground. Did you ever hear the term, give him an inch and he will take a mile? This will never describe the devil's intentions. He will take it all, dear friend. Not some ground, not most ground. He wants to devour and to destroy. Give no place, no ground to the devil. Amen. Ephesians 4.27, neither give place to the devil. Someone said of sin, sin will take you farther than you wanted to go keep you longer than you wanted to stay and refuse to let you go when you really understand that you are blinded and you are bound and you are enslaved by that habit, by that drug, whatever it is in your life that refuses to let you go and you realize it's destroying my family, it's destroying my life, it's destroying my career and yes, Eventually, if not dealt with, it will destroy your soul eternally. Friend of mine, when you want to be free and there's a refusal to set you free, you don't have to compromise with the devil to be set free. You can come out of that prison. Glory be to God. All the resources of heaven, which means all the power of God, will be brought to bear if you decide that you would rather be free than live in bondage any further. The devil doesn't want you to come to God at all. But if you do, and he cannot stop you, if you really want to be free, if you choose to, he doesn't want you to commit wholly to serve him. Go ahead, go to church, read the scriptures, sing the songs, go through the motions, feel the emotions, but do not ever become deeply devoted to Jesus Christ, to obey Him. Sing, He is Lord. Say, He is Lord. Just don't make Him your Lord, your Savior, but also your Sovereign, your King, the only one to whom you bow. To be totally free, dear friend, from Satan's influence, totally free from his bondage, we must be totally committed 
to Jesus Christ. I, I, I need an amen on that. I want to say this again. To be totally free from Satan's influence, totally free from his bondage, we must be totally committed to Jesus Christ. I, I, I believe that is worthy of an amen from this listening audience here today. No compromise, no concessions made, no provision for the flesh. Romans 13 and verse 14 says, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. See, no provision for the flesh means no place for the devil. No ground, no ground. Glory be to God. Because the devil uses this world system and order to appeal to the weaknesses of our flesh. So God began to send plagues on Egypt when Pharaoh refused to let them go. And look at look at what he's willing to do in order to try to hold on to them and keep God from taking them from him. After the first three plagues came the plague of flies. The first was water to blood, frogs and lice, and now flies. After the fourth plague became unbearable, Pharaoh began to ask Moses and Israel to agree to make concessions, to make compromises. Listen to the first compromise. Exodus eight, twenty-five and 26. Go sacrifice to your God. And it sounds like he's setting them free, doesn't it? Go sacrifice to your God in the land. Pharaoh would concede to an occasional sacrifice as long as it was, underscore this, in the land. His concession would bring no liberation, for he still had full power over them because they were still in the land. Do not go beyond the perimeters of the nation of Egypt. Stay within the world's boundaries. Amen. Listen. Yeah, I like what Vance Havner said. He, he, he was never one to mince words. He said, worldly Christian, worldly Christian, you might as well talk about a heavenly devil. When God sets someone free, he doesn't, he doesn't just call, he doesn't just demand that the enemy loose them. He calls us to come out. It would be kind of like a prison. Men led out of their cells into the yard temporarily, a small degree of liberty while still walled in. Satan says, go to church if you must, but don't make a clean break with the world. Don't seek liberation from sin's power. The second compromise, Exodus 8 and 28, I will let you, I will let you go that you might sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness only. Listen, underscore this. You shall not go very far away. Pharaoh knew that this illusion of freedom would not take Israel beyond his reach. He could still bring them back at any moment. Satan says, okay, become a professing Christian. Go ahead and join the first church. Attend the Sunday services, but don't go too far. Be right back in the world, serving me the rest of the time and the rest of the week. 
a professing Christian co-ed on a well-known college campus, was asked about her relationship with God, and she replied, I believe there is a God, but I'm not nuts about Him. In other words, I'm not one of those radically committed Christians. In the third compromise, after the plague of, of murrain and boils and hail, is found in Exodus ten seven through 11. Listen. The key to recognizing deception again is in verse 8, who shall go? And verse 11, men. Who shall go? And only the men shall go. Listen to it. And Pharaoh in, in Exodus 10, and Pharaoh's servants said unto him, how long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go serve the Lord your God, but who who are they that shall go? Moses said, We will go with our young, with our old, with our sons, and with our daughters, with our flocks, and with our herds will we go, for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. And he said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you, as I will let you go, and your little ones look to it, for evil is before you. Not so. Go now, that ye are that are men, and serve the Lord, for that you did desire. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Listen. The key again to recognizing this deception and this compromise and this concession, this this act of Pharaoh that is short of the liberty that God wants to give every man, woman, boy, and girl that he saves. Amen. Let the men go. Pharaoh knew the men would not leave their families and flee. He could therefore continue to hold them all in his power. Satan says, be a Christian if you want to, but don't witness for me and don't 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 witness for the Lord and don't pray or set standards in your family compromise put people before God isn't this a satanic mentality today take prayer out of school don't quote force religion on the young don't jeopardize your marriage over Jesus don't jeopardize your relationship with a father or mother for the kingdom of God If you must be a Christian, don't be a committed Christian. And don't get anyone else converted. Go to church if you must, but come back and compromise because of people. The fourth compromise after two more plagues of locusts and darkness is in Exodus 10.24. Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and herds be stayed. Pharaoh is still seeking a way to keep them linked to Egypt instead of being completely free to serve the living and true God. Satan's last-ditch effort to maintain control is with materialism. Don't jeopardize that job for Jesus Christ. Don't turn down that drink and offend the boss. Don't leave houses and lands. Surely you're not serious enough to tithe or give offerings. To to sum it up, serve God and mammon. Don't serve God with the material things. Let let the world hold you with, with that that you refuse to turn loose of because that's where your values and priorities are. The last plague was the death of the firstborn. 
God called his covenant people his firstborn. And now Pharaoh is going to see a death angel come in the final plague. And the firstborn of every household is going to die. Listen. The last plague was a a terrible plague. This was the final demonstration of God's power and His commitment for total deliverance for His people. This idea of coming to the Lord and remaining a sinner and bound by sin. You know, the Scripture said in 1 John, whoever commits sin is of the devil. That sounds like a paradox, doesn't it? It sounds like it doesn't fit uh, into what grace has accomplished for us. If we say we have no sin, we're, we're, we're not being disingenuous, dear friend. We're lying, and we do not speak the truth. But if we confess our sin, the Scripture talks about Christians and sin in this regard. Amen. He that committeth, that means to live habitually in without any concern, conviction, or repentance from. To live habitually in sin. Amen. That's why the scripture said you can't live sinlessly perfect, but you can be perfectly committed to follow Christ instead of the world and the devil and and the desires of our flesh that conflict with God's will to save us, set us free and sanctify us a people unto himself glory be to god amen let not sin reign hallelujah let it not be the predominant force that is influencing your life amen we're just old sinners saved by grace no we are not old sinners serving the same old master we are new creations if any man be in christ he's a new creature he's a new creation old things have passed away all things have become new amen when i slip Anywhere in my life, I go to God immediately and say, Lord, forgive me. It's part of the pattern prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Forgive us our trespasses. They will occur from time to time. But we're not bound in the habitual sins of the past. Sin is not the reigning force. Hallelujah in our life. Aren't you glad to know today that the devil doesn't control you anymore? That you have a new master and a new mindset to serve him because you don't have that old hardened heart of stone. You have a heart of flesh that wants to serve God. And God's going to help you with the rest of it. Praise God. Amen. He sees the willingness of your spirit. He's going to help you with the weakness of your flesh. I want to say that loud and clear. If he sees the willingness of your spirit, he's going to help you with the weakness of your flesh. Peter, you pray right here, and I'm going to go a little further and pray over here in this place in the garden. He came back after the agony that he went through in prayer to say, Not my will but thine be done, and found Peter fast asleep. And he said, Peter, first he chided him. He will never say it's okay to to fail like this. But listen to his understanding of Peter's frame. He said, Peter, couldn't you watch with me one hour? And seeing the shame of Peter, 
because of his failure. He said, but I see something in you. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So when we read in the New Testament, the new covenant to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof, to walk in the spirit that we might not obey the lust of our flesh. We see God's understanding of our weakness, our area that the enemy is always targeting. Amen. Every time I overrule and override by the help and grace of God and the power and person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And every time I want to and don't, <laughs> I am crucifying the flesh. Did you hear what I'm saying? Every time I want to and don't, or every time I don't want to and do in order to please God, I have essentially, effectively crucified the flesh. I, in order to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, it starts with self-denial. Amen. The crucifixion of the flesh and then taking up our cross and then we're able to follow him and his example. The last plague in Egypt was the death of the firstborn, the final demonstration of God's power and His commitment to set His people free before His power could bring deliverance. is To deliver Israel, the blood must be applied. They must be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. God's established the Passover covenant as a type of, and foreshadow, we know it is Holy Communion, the Eucharist, Eucharist of this thanksgiving for the sacrificed lamb. Amen. This is a type and foreshadow of the work of Jesus and the power and place of His blood in our life. Listen to 1 Corinthians 5, 7. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. This truth is our declaration of deliverance. Praise God. Amen. Whoever the Son sets free is not still somehow through compromise held in sway by the devil and the kingdom of darkness. No, we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For if any man be in Christ, we are a new creation. Hallelujah. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. When the devil wants to deal with us and start making concessions, go ahead. Walk down that aisle. Recite whatever they tell you to say. Go ahead and be baptized in water if you must. He'd rather you stay out of church. A lot of people do. They don't have any problem with it anymore. They don't see. The hand literally says to the foot, I don't need you. And we literally say to God, I don't need your word as a consistent diet of my soul so that I can be so strong in my spirit I can overcome these tendencies of my flesh. Oh, friend of mine, I want you to know the Word of God is soul food. You may be thinking of ribs. You may be thinking, <laughs> hallelujah, amen. You you may be thinking of a collard greens. You may be thinking of, of some kind of food that that 
that people eat and they call us many times that that eat that kind of food that we're not eating caviar and and prime rib <laughs> they're 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 calling us poor folk well they they don't know what good eats are do they amen listen to me today if you want food for your soul you get you open that bible get in the word of god get that word of god in you you go to church on sunday and hear an anointed message which will be an appointed message and it will directly speak to you and give you the opportunity to give heed to it and to obey it. And don't give any place to the devil. Make no concessions to him. Make no, no provision for the flesh means to give no ground to the devil. I want to say that again. God is just moving on me to reiterate that today. Making no provision for the flesh means giving no ground to the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, friend of mine, today God is calling us out of the world because He's already placed us in His glorious kingdom of light. And what fellowship hath light with darkness? That is the, that is the logic of what He's saying about sanctification. What fellowship hath wide? Be not unequally yoked together the believer and the, and the unbeliever. Don't, don't, don't make concessions. You don't have to. Just put the kingdom that you're in and the king that you serve now first and foremost in your life. Because if you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things that you feel that you must make compromises to have and obtain, all these things, everything, therefore, that pertains to life and godliness is going to be granted you and granted me, and we won't have to make any concession or give any ground to the devil in order to do it. God can and God will care for you. Praise God. Amen. I'm so glad to be free today. How about you if you're a Christian? I'm so glad that sin doesn't reign in my body anymore. Amen. I'm glad the devil doesn't hold me in chains of darkness and chains of bondage. I'm glad I have been set free to serve God. Not set free to do whatever I want, but set free to do whatever He wills in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Listen, God loves you, dear friend. I know there are people in this audience, and I know that you have probably said to yourself or had the enemy of your soul say to you, there's no need in you coming to Christ. You can't live the life. You're too bound. You're, you're, you're too bruised. You're, 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 you're too tarnished. You're too addicted. You're too enslaved. You could never be loved and accepted and set free. You could never be forgiven. You've done too much. You've gone too far. Friend of mine, that is a lie. That is a lie. If you were gone too far, you wouldn't feel what you're feeling right now in your heart. You wouldn't feel this pull at all. You wouldn't have even listened to this point in the broadcast. You would have turned it off immediately and walked away. Say, how did I 
come across this. But no, you have stayed. You have listened. And I believe through the Word of God you have learned some tactics of the enemy of your soul. And I call you right now as God is calling you. Come to Christ. Give no ground to the devil. Be saved today. And if you're a Christian today, come out from among them and be ye separate. Hallelujah. You don't have to compromise. Put the king first. Bow to no other. And he will take care of all of the rest. In Jesus' name.